Welcome everybody to Anime Lounge Podcast, episode two. Today we are going to talk about Dead Man Wonderland. It's a one season short anime. And Ricky, what is your drink of choice for today? Uh, my drink of choice is Dewar's Blended Scotch Whiskey, 15 year known as the Monarch, and I'm chasing it down with a bush light. What about you, Lance? <laughs> uh, today I'm drinking some Brickyard Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and I too have some bush light. What about you, Matt? I'm also drinking the Dewar's Scotch Whiskey, and I have a bush light, because that was the drink of choice apparently for everybody. So Lance, what, uh, why don't you break down this anime in case anybody forgot? Right, so... Dead Man Wonderland came out, what, you said 2011? Yep. So it's been around for a good solid 10 years. We should all know it by now. But just to get everybody back up to speed, this story is about a young boy named Ganta Igarashi. Him and his class were going to go on a field trip to this prison when suddenly a man in red blows up his classroom. And Ganta is the one who gets framed for putting everyone to death. And he gets put in this prison that, that they were going to go visit. Now, he's in this prison, and we find out that he's got some special blood powers. And it turns out a bunch of other people in the secret section of the prison also have blood powers. The show is supposed to be about... Uh, an entertainment kind of deal where the, all of their fights that everyone's put against is broadcasted and that's really the idea of the prison but of course the inmates want nothing to do with that anymore so they end up trying to break out and fuck everything up and we get to watch it all unfold so matt or uh some favorite things that you liked about this uh, one of the things that I really liked was just the, the blood powers, especially in 2011. I hadn't seen too many episodes where people had blood powers, per mm-hmm. se. Yeah, I agree. And just the the variety of characters that they had. Ricky, what about you? Honestly, I really liked the dialogue. It was real. Like, it, mm-hmm. It's like it's just what people would talk about, you know what I mean? The saying, you know, we're going to throw some cuss bombs today. The fuck you, you know, right away. Super vulgar. It's super vulgar. Mm-hmm. Right away, what were they saying? Just, just you know, everything and anything. Just throwing it out there. I love the dialogue. It was definitely, it just made it more relatable, more real, realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I just like the characters. I really got into this anime for some reason. I really like the characters. And I, I like the storyline. I wish... You know, it would have been more than one season. So. Oh, for sure. What would you like, Lance? I liked how relatable Ganta was, how big of a crybaby was. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> big freaking crybaby. I gotta say, the number one thing I liked the most about this was the Ganta gun that uh, Senji named for his special power, you know? Um, it just reminded me so much of, you know, use case spirit gun, so... Obviously, being too addicted to that show brought me closer to Ganta with that. I also liked him just slowly getting better and better. I always liked that too. Maybe not no, not maybe not necessarily the slowly part, but just seeing someone grow. I mean, that's just what. That's why we like our action anime. Yeah, definitely. It was some some good buildups that they had in that. Ricky, what would you say one of your favorite characters were? Honestly, Senji. Senji was a badass. And I'm starting to pick up kind of a pattern with the animes that I've been watching. That you always have like this villain or not your friend right away. Mm -hmm. And then they turn into your friend. You know, the ones that come to mind like Vegeta and Dragon Ball Z. Obviously Senji in this one. I would say, you know, the last episode with Demon Slayer, I would say Inosuke was kind of like that, but it wasn't really a villain. It's just they weren't really friends right away. Yeah, they wanted to be rivals, especially with him trying to always be better than Danjiro. So. Yep. 
It's a good push just to have that rivalry. Yeah, so Senji was definitely one, my, definitely my favorite in this one. Mm-hmm. I agree. Lens? Yeah, Senji. I do want to copy you with Senji. He was total badass. But at the same time, I want to throw out a little bit of a different opinion. And that brings me to, uh, let's say, uh, Minatsuki, that crazy bitch. The sister of Yo. <laughs> I thought it was Minatsuki. Uh, Pretty sure it's Minatsuki. Oh, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that I have that in my notes. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I was actually just watch rewatching that fight at work today, and just the shit she says is the sexual. <laughs> oh, you make me so wet. If you just ran away with me, you would have no idea and stuff like that. And like, damn, this is going pretty far. I was completely amazed. It's so crazy. Yeah. And actually, the crazy part about that, I don't know if uh, Netflix or Funimation, because I watched it on both those at different points. Watching that fight scene on YouTube today, they showed her boob. I don't remember nudity in the Funimation version or anything like that. Yeah, I just watched it. I just caught up with this like the last couple days, so I don't remember that. It'll probably be, it's probably an uncut, like a DVD That's very scene. possible. Yeah, I don't know what Funimation offers in that sense, but I mean, it, this is, a, of course, it's, it's animated, so they're going to throw a lot of sexual stuff out there, especially fucking Minatsuke. Threw me through a loop when I saw it on YouTube, of all places. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely agree with what you're saying. That, like I said, the dialogue is vulgar. It's very realistic. Uh-huh. And uh, I think she had a, a real good fucked up kind of story for why she is the way she is. Especially with, uh, yep. like, straight to the point, killed her dad. Because I think what, he was abusive sexually to her. Because that's where I saw the boob scene was when she killed her dad. He was probably touching her and whatnot. And her mother, when the green room collapsed... Man, I gotta say, that was the most fucked up scene right? in this whole anime, to me, I guess. The mom picks up, the, the what, the green room collapsed, and it, a shelving collapsed on... Uh, on top of Minatsuki and... Minatsuki? She just, mom comes in, saves a plant. Preemie roses. Yeah, something like that. That bitch saved the preemie roses, she said. <laughs> something yeah. like that. It made, you, it made you totally side with her for a little bit there. Like, you know what, your fucked upness is a little bit justified. So she's cool. She's something. That's that's for sure. She's what would something. be your favorite character, Matt? I'd probably have to say Shiro, just because her development throughout is kind of interesting. Like, you really don't know what's going on with her. She's just kind of there, and then not there. Then she's always helping uh, Ganta. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, she really interests me, too. Like, the it's only season one. It's only one season, but her backstory, I, I wish they would have went more into detail about it. Mm-hmm. And just who she is as a person, basically. Because if you, obviously, if you watch this whole season, you're going to find a lot of gaps. Yep. Lots of gaps. Lots of gaps. Yeah, and especially because the beginning of the season makes Chiro knows exactly who Ganta is. For whatever reason that us viewers have no idea. And we don't start to see Ganta picking up fragments of memories until closer to the end of the season. And I think throughout the season, they only really explain why he lost his memories. They don't. I don't think in the anime they explain why he lost no. his memories. No, I think that was a manga thing. That wasn't. Um, oh, we definitely have a lot of questions for you, Matt. Oh yeah. yeah. It was nice to see that Gata was picking up some kind of memories back in their childhood days, like uh, what was the superhero alter ego, Ace Man? Ace, Ace Man. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was nice to see a, a side character that was more important than the main character. Good point. I like that. Because, yeah, Shiro, so much, she's so important. And through what little research I've done that I'm not going to ruin too much of what we're going to share later, but Shiro really does become the most important 
character this entire show. Yeah, especially especially in the beginning in the anime because she helps push him through all the extra stuff when they do that uh, the race. The obstacle course? Yeah, the obstacle oh, course. Oh, yeah. She's the only reason why he didn't die to begin with. Exactly. So. Yeah, the, the very first obstacle course when they were uh, holding on to that ball mm-hmm. so that they won't, the last one to hold on to the ball wins but everyone else dies and because they work together they were both able to survive and none of them claimed any of their uh, the money or the, what do they call it? Cast points. Cast points. points. Yeah. Cast points is their currency. And that, the whole eating candy thing—that's super fucked up. Yeah. Like knowing that you have to have a hundred thousand cast points in order to not die in three days. Like that's—is that how much a candy costs? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I I, I didn't even translate that. Yeah, I didn't pick (laughs) up on that either. Yeah, that might be a a manga thing that they talk about. That that might be it because I think in the anime they strictly just said just eat a piece of candy and you're good for three days. I don't think they told you that how much a piece of candy costs. Which is super, which is even more fucked up because that obstacle course only gave you 100,000 cast points. So he, he only got one piece of candy or he would have only gotten one piece of candy after he had already lost his piece of candy. Right, yeah. I got that in my notes right there. You know this, this whole season, because they say it at the end of the, it was over a, a time span of 11 days. Whoa, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. This was not even a... Well, oh. well, from the time he was in prison. I yeah. Or, yes. I think about, so. About I know for a fact that she said 11 days. The warden did. From that. when he first stepped foot in or as soon as he started playing the, I, I believe when the Dead first, Man one I, Now that I'm thinking about it, it might be from when they went to like G-Block. Uh-huh. Because she, she referenced something about their time being there for the last 11 days. Mm. And then, obviously... The manga kind of ends after that, but they don't really talk about it after or before. Yeah, it's. I know when he's f- training with Shinra? Sinji. Sinji, it's that's the first time he's needed, or the second time he's needed candy. So that's six days. That's like the biggest reference point as far as how yeah. long he's been there. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Actually, I, I realized that too because I was keeping track. I even had it in my notes. I'm like, I think episode three is the only time they mention candy as I was because it's my first time watching it. So mm-hmm. as I was going, I was taking notes. And then episode three was the first time they mentioned candy. And I think that's when um, his cellmate brings his candy back. Yo. Yo. Yeah. Yo. And then. So that's the first three days. And then I remember Sanji pulled out like five or six candies out of his pocket and then when they were training he had that one last candy he had to shoot down and that that was episode six i think wasn't it to shoot down yeah we're we're always training with him yeah where they the were training supersonic with deal that was already yeah that was a, no that, i think six. that's a little bit later i know it. that was getting a little bit closer to the end because that okay. supersonic yeah, contact you're, you're right. deal was uh what took out the guards and uh the uber monk. what's gengak and Kaku's Ubermonk, there it is, yeah. Well, we can just talk about their uh, supersonic attacks. I, was, I mean, those are a very cool idea to make their weapons go at supersonic speeds, uh, like Senji's uh, little arm scythe to expand at those such speeds. I was, yeah. Like, just the introduction of that is just going faster than sound. Definitely cool. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good difference and a good way to help make the characters be able to fight the... Undertakers. Undertakers, yeah. Yeah. They're 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 badass. Yep. Oh, definitely. And that that Uber monk is super super fucked up. Yeah. Well, that 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 little girl is super fucked up. Like she's honestly, she's probably worse than the Uber monk. Their backstories are fucked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. For real. I like that they go into their backstories like to it. help justify how fucked up they are. Yeah. yeah. Like I said before, you know that's that's why I love prequels. I love mm-hmm. hearing the backstory. Exactly. You know, especially with. Uh, 
Well, this anime came out with an OVA of Senji. Of Senji, yep. Like 35 minutes long or something like that. Yeah, it was just a quick, it was just a little episode of that. But showed his backstory or when he, be, or when he was a cop. Oh, with this brought up, that made me question. Since the OVA came out after the series, that made me assume that after they escaped the prison, that that's what Senji was doing after the prison. No, that was, be- that was before. But it makes more sense that this was happening beforehand. Well, they reference it in the movie, and right away they say, like, two years after the Red Hole. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. that earthquake deal. Yeah, this was, like, ten years after the earthquake? Is yeah, where, uh, Dead Man Wonderland? Yeah, where yeah. the prison is uh, overlapping <clears throat> where the earthquake took place. Yep. Okay, so, yeah, it was definitely a pre-story. He's a cop. Yeah, I was hoping for a couple more OVAs just to get some more story because you just want that season two so bad. You just want, you're just looking for like anything. You just need that extra hit. You know, now that you brought that up, um, has anybody mentioned why it got canceled? Does anybody know why it got canceled? I got a little bit of research. I uh, did a little bit, but not, not much. From what I figured, uh, back in 2015, the company that made Dead Man Wonderland went, went bankrupt. So they had to quit. They had to stop everything. And... One other source said that uh, they were also straying away from the manga. They weren't keeping everything in time, in in line with everything well enough. That's that's what I read. I don't think the bankruptcy would have affected them much because four years after, I think. Yeah, that, it's four years later. That's a lot of time. Yeah. So I think the I read the same reason that you just said about people were about the anime, you know, steering off from the manga, mm-hmm. and. People were also complaining that there was a lot of a lot of gaps, like we mentioned before. There was a lot of gaps. Yeah, you know. but I mean, if you don't know the manga and you're just watching the anime, season two can fill in those gaps, no problem. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. So they just fell short on that. It'd be nice to hear from them specifically of a little bit more reasons why. Um, if we can go back to Senji, I actually forgot to ask this. What's up with him and saying dead center all the time? Dead center? Dead center. That's like his catchphrase. Oh, I don't know. Have you not noticed that? Yeah, because every time uh, Ganta shoots him, he always says dead center. Because he's, he's yeah, hanging on dead center. Him, when well, he took him out. Well, every time that, but then he also says it for like different instances. I mean, it might be a reference in shooting, maybe. Because it's you want to aim center oh. mass. Yeah, maybe back to his cop days. Maybe that's uh, obviously just a guess because they they actually don't go into that at all. But that's that could be one reason, or he's just sadistic and likes ev- cutting everything in like right where your heart is, so dead center. You can always be like uh, Marvel's Bullseye, I don't know, at least in the movie from like what two thousand, where he's like <laughs> Bullseye. That was just his catchphrase. So yeah, I'd be cool if it was just his catchphrase. Yeah, it could be. What do you think, Ricky? You like that, or you thinking it's something else? Oh, I I don't know. I don't think I ca- caught it in the OVA. I don't think he's mentioned it. I just found it. He said it so many times in throughout the anime, well, throughout season one. No. So I thought I don't know if you guys picked up on something, no. or if you have any other insight with your manga over there, Matt. No, they don't go into it. Okay. All right. So uh, here's a simple little question: Who do you guys think is the strongest in terms of uh, all of Dead Man Wonderland? You go first, Matt. Without using any manga references. <laughs> Oh yeah, just just the anime season one that we can take from. I would probably have to say either uh, Genkaku, who was the that monk, the just monk. because he could basically nullify all of the attacks from the dead man. Well, they all the Undertakers could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have those weapons. weapons. Yeah, but he he just seemed like the strongest of them. Or yeah, because 
that other chick, Dida, with the uh, she had that that bleach sword. Who's the guy from Bleach? That making his sword break. Renji. Off. Renji. Yeah. Man, it's been so long since I've seen Bleach. But uh, yeah, she had the same abilities to nullify Richardson. Yeah. Then or probably Senji, just because of his attacks seem to be super. Super strong. Yeah. What about you, Ricky? Before Sanji said anything, because you, you know, when Sanji's training Ganta in that, uh, in the gym, basically, uh-huh. um, that kid, Toto, comes in. So before he even came in, though. Mockingbird. Mockingbird, yeah. yeah. I, I want to see his full power. I feel like he's obviously the strongest. Oh, especially, because they did reference that he was <laughs> the strongest in all of Dead Men Wonderland. Yep. And in one specific episode, I don't remember what it was, so I'm not even going to say specific, but in one scene, we see Toto using Senji's uh, arm scythe to attack some guards. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think he got that power, he can get that power by licking their blood. Because he, he licked Senji's. He licked Senji's blood. Well, he did that. Oh, yeah, because we don't know if they fought in the past or not. No. I just assume that if Toto looks at you... If, if Mockingbird just looks or sees that he can reference a Mockingbird, he just mocks their uh, their abilities, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I didn't put two and two together. I think Licking Blood is a definitely cooler way to... I, I just have that theory because um, he references something about Ganta's... Like, he, he thinks Ganta's blood tastes delicious or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, when he, when he sees Ganta hit his Ganta gun. Yeah. I can't remember. But, yeah, I think, I think his powers come from... Either tasting or getting hit with their blood somehow. I can see that, and but, uh, quite honestly, I would prefer that. Yeah. So yeah, Toto, I would love to see his full power. Otherwise, Senji's the straight badass. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys know I like him. Or um, what is that? What is his name? Well, I'm gonna let me. I think I know who you're about to say, and let me throw that in for myself. And it's Nagi. Yes, there you Nagi, go. Nagi, the guy with the uh, the broken voice, uh, with his blood explosion deal. I mean, we we saw that at the end of season one. That is. Clearly explosive power. Uh, he was definitely very powerful. But despite saying how powerful his blood explosion deal is, oh by the way, after rewatching Dead Man Wonderland and uh, Demon Slayer so close to each other, Nagi and Nezuko just go hand in hand for me. <laughs> Nezuko's got that blood demon art with exploding blood, and here is Nagi with his exploding blood. Okay. I mean, I know they're almost ten years apart, but it was just. It's just a coincidence that we threw these together. If I was to choose an actual strongest fighter, mine is Toto, because as anime watchers, we don't really know anything about them. Going back to Senji and Ganta with their uh, supersonic attacks. I think that's just too hard to fight those. Makes sense. Especially since Ganta's gun was able to uh, get past the, nul- the nullification, right? Yeah, because he could break the speed of sound. Mm-hmm. I just had a random question. Um... Or were you all set? No, I'm good. All right. Um, I just had a random question. You know, going back to Shiro, there was this one episode when Shiro, or a person that looks like Shiro, is talking with the old man director, and yep. they're, they're about to fight, and he's trying to give her, like, candy or something. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Is that a twin, or is that no, Shiro? that's her. Yeah, that's her. She has a different personality kind of thing? Yeah. She, she was talking normal. She wasn't doing, like, the little kid... Yeah, horrible grammar. Yeah, this kind of brings me into my uh, the next topic I wanted to bring up was just strict. Let's strictly talk Shiro. So I've seen this anime twice, and the first time I watched this, I want to talk about the scene where I don't know, it was like episode six or seven or so, where Shiro is seen like killing this old man. And like I was saying, the first time watching this, I didn't think anything of it. 
so much is going on in this series. I can't, I can't keep track of everything. But the second time watching it, now I'm starting to pick up some things, and I see that now I'm questioning: Did Shiro just kill the Red Man? Because at the end of the scene, she's wearing some of like the Red Man gear, and that made me question: Was that old man the man in red? So did she just accidentally kill, or not accidentally? Did she purposely kill the guy in red? Does that have any? Uh, that's kind of what I was thinking, and I actually thought that the old man was her father, cause just because the way they they laid out the situation, laid out right. the storyline. Um, I I thought he was the red man. I, I honestly don't know. I I only saw the season one. Um, I'm guessing in the manga, obviously more detail is finished, but in my opinion, I'm pretty sure he was the red man. I feel like he's not for some reason. Right, uh, because before. They fought, and it was a super quick fight. I'm pretty sure they didn't even show any fight scenes. It was just one minute they're doing a little bit of argument or whatever, and the next minute he's, like, dead on the ground, his head's twisted or something. Well, I thought they were training, because he made it seem like, all right, let's do our daily training, like daily routine. Yeah, I think I remember something like that, too. Yeah. Yeah, but then at the end of the scene, there Shiro is wearing some of the gear, and I just assumed she just took it off of him or something. Matt, you got anything to throw in there? As far as Shiro is concerned, some things that happen is you find out that she has like a split personality. So she's actually the Red Man. Like, it's her to begin with. It's crazy. And Never would have expected that from the anime. And that's, that's one thing. They also call it the Wretched Egg. Yep. yep. They, they make a bunch of references to that. More, Do they more explain why? Closer to the end of the series, they say we're saying that. Uh, they, they really don't explain why. This just kind of what they reference the Red Man as. And then, obviously, Jinta always... Or Ganta, excuse me. Always references that as the Red Man because he's wearing the full face. And you never, never actually get to see who it is. Right. But yeah, you find out that it's uh, Shinro. Shiro, excuse me, man, the whole time. To go a little bit into it, you do find out that the reason why Ganta loses his memory is that he watches, or he comes upon uh, Shiro basically killing all the scientists because they're doing experiments on her and trying to basically make her into what she becomes. And he runs away, and as he runs away, he kind of... His mom says that he needs to go to his dad, and as he's getting into the car, he's like, what's going on? And he just kind of, like, blocks everything that happens. So that's why he doesn't remember Shiro, is because that he witnessed that horrific thing that she did. Right, and just to jump in the little research that I did, uh, everything points to Gata forgetting everything because of the shock he's gone through. And yep. all of a sudden, poof, it's all gone. Yep. Yep, and that's and that's what happened was that he watched his friend murder everybody. Uh-huh. Then another thing is that it's his mom was a scientist with the director, so that guy that you see the head of that's chopped off, that's actually the director. He's a scientist that was with Shiro to help basically create her. Like he's the whole reason why she's the way she is. Is because he noticed that she could do all these things and he tortured her and made her do all these things to become the Red Man. And crazy thing about him is he 
can actually put his memories into other people, so he becomes Toto. What? Yeah. The like director? Yeah. That that sci- that guy is basically just a shell of a person when he gets his head chopped off. Okay, so essentially Toto, the Mockingbird, yep. is the director. At that point, yes. Like wherever his maturity was with his brain at the so his transfer. Bra- his brain is there, but he gets to keep all the abilities of the person that he takes over. Interesting. And Whoa. he tries to take over Ganta because... Ganta is the key to essentially stop the Red Man from becoming anything because the Red Man is what created the earthquake. Yep. And his mom does this whole elaborate thing that is supposed to seal her powers and he's the key to that. And so he tries to take over Ganta's body to awaken her powers. He is in Toto. Toto, yeah. the The old director who is actually uh-huh. Hagari. Okay. So if you do the research and you look into the characters, you see Hagari is just some manga guy. So he's a scientist that created, essentially created the Red Man, and that's why he is in part of the character. So he becomes Toto, and after Toto wins the Carnival Court, uh-huh. and the prize is supposed to be. That you're essentially set free, and what happens is that he takes over that guy's the the winner's body, and that's what happens. Yeah, it's super fucked up, right? Dude, that's <laughs> so interesting. Why couldn't? It, oh man, that just pisses me off even more that they couldn't even make this into a second season. They have so much information and so much good detail to throw it. That's that's annoying. Yeah, that's I, actually, I definitely agree because you get really invested in these characters. So, you know, the manga is going off to some really cool storylines. I'm really disappointed that, you know, you really you didn't get to see that in the anime. So you don't find out about that until almost the very end. I think it's like chapter 50, chapter 50. Damn, you read there. that much? It's 58 chapters. And I'm proud of you. That's a lot of reading. <laughs> and he said he did it in two days. Yeah, that's crazy. And yeah, you, you find that out at the end. And that's that was a huge, like, what the fuck? God damn. And that's trying to basically, it kind of fills everything, puts everything together. Mm-hmm. Because that's how Dead Man Wonderland is actually meant to house Shiro. And you find out that Ganta's supposed to be what Shiro became. And his mother can't go through with it. And that's what she, she swaps babies essentially because he's she gets treated on as a baby so it's super fucked up wait what do you mean i didn't follow that one like so before he goes into further detail we see in the anime that those two are together as children yeah so i think what he's going to go into is that they were potentially going to be worked on as experiments and dead man wonderland was essentially created to house shiro who was supposed to be ganta but Ganta was, his mom was the head scientist uh-huh. in, for all this research. And she created the blood power. I'm drawing a blank. The branch of sin. The branch of sin. She created the branch of sin. And oh. it was originally supposed to be Ganta that was testing on. But it, instead it was Shiro. Kind of crazy what happens 
happens at that point. It's all all stuff you don't find out until the end. And she turns into the red man kind of as like a coping mechanism because of the injections and some of the testing that they're doing. They're like taking off chunks of her body yeah. to see how fast she can regenerate. So she creates this alternate personality to kind of get rid of the pain. Uh-huh. And that's why... She, if you notice in the anime, she talks about how she doesn't feel any pain. Well, that's that's part of it is that the red man is taking all the pain so she doesn't feel it. It's definitely one of those kind of feel-good things. So they have this huge battle with Ganta and Shiro. And they finally get to ride the Ferris wheel. So that's, Actually, that's a good thing because they talked about that multiple times in the anime. Yeah, and they're actually having a conversation and come to find out that at this point the red man and shiro are no longer two personalities they've kind of become one and they have this huge fight and she says that all she wants to do is die shiro says that yeah wow while ganta says he'll do that and later in the fight he says you don't actually want to die and she says that all she wants is to be happy then they embrace and then there's this huge explosion and it goes into the future and basically they talk they show glimpses of all the the main characters which there's actually a few characters that you never meet you meet do you meet the the one guy you meet the one guy that's eating everything yeah oh yeah early on when uh, we meet uh Minoski. yeah uh, that's kazuya you meet him basically he's just becomes a guinness book of world record eater like that's that's his life <laughs> he becomes a pet yep uh choplin is in the manga looks like a woman but it's actually a dude and then you meet hatara who's this old man that's kind of like the the wisdom type of guy but he's keeps asking about what is he hears his daughter saying stuff and you, Do you just... know what animal he was you know they name each of the branches <sighs> as animal because i think they, oh. they mentioned an old man they, when he when Ganta meets that rebellion, I I didn't I didn't write it down, but that's that's the same old man okay. that they're talking about. Um, Choplin's the peacock. I don't know if they talk, I don't remember if they talk about him in the anime at all. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, and yeah, that's really that's kind of how they go throughout the series. Makana, the guard, the uh, not the guard, but she's the the warden. The warden, she's actually important to the story because she's the one that helps expose Dead Man Wonderland. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, uh, let's just jump back into a little bit of the anime. Makina was that badass bitch with a sword where she cut someone in like episode one or two. And she's got that little girl beneath her. Well, her name's Kyoko. Who, uh, but yeah, anyway, near the end of the anime, like they're seen trying to like spy on something. Or, but yeah, Makina was like the warden. Yep. And she wanted to have her own kind of position of power. Well, she's the warden. She's, she should know what's going on in her prison. You know what uh-huh. I mean? That's all she was trying to do, just try to get information from uh, the director's son. Well, he's just he's just the director. He's just some, some random guy. Uh, Tamaki. Tamaki. And he, so he has no relation to the... the oh, because he keeps on referencing to his father. Yeah. That's true. That's, yeah, he keeps on saying his father this, father that. So That was the dude that Shiro killed, right? No, that was the you could th- kind of think of him like the game master. So okay. he's the one that's in charge of Sublock D. Really, that's that's the actual part oh, of Dead so Man Wonderland. Some, 
Okay, then who was Tamaki's father? And for our listeners, Tamaki was like the uh, the lawyer that was on Ganta's side that faked everything. So just to put a quick reference in. Yeah, they, they don't really go into any... Tamaki is just the, basically the manipulator for everything. Mm-hmm. And that's really as far as they go. I mean, they talk about kind of who he is. They go into a little bit of his backstory, but it's just he, he enjoys doing gaming type stuff. He enjoys controlling everything. Mm-hmm. Like he's but super, his, his father was basically no, nothing. Yeah, his father. It's the, the old guy that we see is the... Uh, Hagre, just one of Hagre's bodies, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's taken over so many bodies. Yeah. Super cool. I, I love that idea. Especially behind the scenes. Yeah. You just don't know. I just want to put this out there. Now that the AC's off, uh, our listeners will be hearing some dogs in the background. <laughs> our little mascots around. And then one thing that's kind of kind of interesting is that the Tamaki is doing research and trying to create Deadman. Deadman. And they're one person that's kind of important that you never meet uh, her name is azami she actually is the person that helps ganta to begin with so that's a one thing that changed from the anime or from the manga into the anime is that you never meet her helps ganta when he's in dead man wonderland or no when he's a, as a when child he, when he first when he first gets to the prison she she's helping him out and she's kind of trying to like showing the ropes, and she's just being nice to him when he first gets there. Oh, so she's not even a character in the anime then? No, she's she's not a character at all. Interesting. And that that's he is. She turns into one of the 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 new the pseudo dead men. Well, the Undertaker. The Undertaker. No, not Undertaker. Oh. Undertaker are just people that have weapons that they call worm eaters. Yep. And or name yeah, worm eaters and they're they're just powerful people that are super fucked up cuz they talk about how those two guys, the one guy is dumped in the woods. Oh, the the two guys that Kenji uh Senji killed. Yep. 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 That, and that's another thing, you know, going back to the backstories, those were fucked. Uh-huh. Those are fucked up backstories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean, poor poor uh Uber Monk. Are we just were we talking? About? No, we're talking about the two guys that Senji killed. Yeah, like instantly just decapitated them. Yeah, kind when, of thing. When they first learn, when he first learned that he has to use the supersonic move. Yeah. Oh, way. Senji. Yeah, yeah. Those two guys, the big guy, almost like like a gorilla, mm. and then the other guy that kind of like flies around or moves around like a spider sort of thing. He's not, but he has like the way I seen him. He kind of just he comes down from the ceiling and yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both have fucked up backstories. Oh, yeah. So it's just, like, she becomes... So the Undertaker are different than the, the pseudo-deadman. He... Tamaki creates a, a bunch of them. Basically creates an army of them. And all the, the dead men are forced to fight all of these guys that he's manipulating using masks and controlling controlling these people. He's controlling all the Undertakers? No, not the Undertakers. The pseudo-deadman. Oh. The Undertakers are basically... Okay, so pseudo-deadmen are different from the Undertakers. Yeah, the pseudo-deadmen are the create... the What Tamaki created deadmen. Right. Okay. 
Do we see any pseudo demon in the anime? No. Not in okay. the anime. Okay. Yeah, that's what threw me off for a second. And after that, it's so they fight and so she she becomes one of the pseudo dead men and in the, the manga he's going to try and protect her. Shiro becomes a pseudo dead man? No, not Shiro, uh Azami. Azami. Oh, the helper. Yeah, the the girl from from the very beginning. Mm, right. And so it's just some other things that they they changed was one of the ways they were getting one of the distractions is when everybody tries to break out when they try to break out one of the reasons their opening was that they were doing a government inspection so everybody was supposed there were going to be no fights that's basically they're going to make it try and seem like a normal prison so they weren't doing anything crazy and uh, tamaki was busy basically hosting all the government inspectors mm-hmm. and somehow they don't really go into it but they had an in with one of the inspectors so that's was going to be the distraction so when they escaped that's what was going on you know now that you bring that up uh going back to the anime i think this is why people were like kind of pissed off that you know there was a lot of gaps uh they do mention that there's a government inspection but you re- you really don't see like anybody you know like if you see an inspection people walking around they were focused on the people who yep. are inspecting the building and mm-hmm. you really don't see any scenes of any type of government people walking around or looking at the prison all you really see is like everybody else fighting yep. and well if, and if it's ignored in defense to that uh what was it the g ward what it was called it was uh it was, i don't know ganta well first of all shiro is the one that showed the way for ganta to f- get into the g ward oh you're talking and about g block the g block yeah yeah so they had a super secret way to get into it to begin with. So that's that's actually kind of something else that's different. So in the manga, that robot, it blows a hole in the wall. And then they that, basically... That one that shot like acid? acid. Yeah. Uh-huh. So oh, okay. Blows uh, a hole into the wall. And then they the basically fall into the area. Karako was trying to... And that's... That's where you first meet, uh, I want to call him Shinji, but that's... Sanji. Sanji. And it's kind of, that. that's kind of similar, but just the whole how they find that area isn't isn't how it happens in the in the well, anime. Yeah, you're talking about the crowd control bot from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, there, was, there was two times yeah. a robot came into play. I thought you were talking about the acid shooting one where Karako was trying to make everyone escape. Yeah. On the bridge? Yeah, on the so bridge. She, does she die? No. no. Okay, yeah. Somehow yeah. she freaking makes it. I don't remember how uh, she She's on the bridge, it. and she gets flat with that acid a little bit, and uh-huh. then everybody gets off the bridge because she was holding it up a little bit. Right, and that's where, like, where the episode ends. Uh, No, well, yeah, that episode. And then the next episode starts off with that same scene, uh-huh. but then she has this, uh, the blood arc. Like, her branch is saying allows arc. her to get, like, some defense, like an armor shell. Yep. That's that's her power. So th- that's, she, you start off with the episode ending basically what the last episode ended with and then you see her with her branch of sin she uses it and covers her backside yep. when he spits again right so that makes us viewers see that she's got a fighting chance yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah and so she he ends up he, she ends up you know defeating the robot you i think you see it but then later on she pops up and everybody knows she's alive and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah she ups with the uh the escape plan. That's that's some of the one of the things that happens is I don't know I don't remember in the anime Ganta is the one that blows the hole into the prison, right? Yeah, yeah. And so Naji died at that point. I don't know if you guys really realized that. Oh, well, he did. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, died. He got shot through the stomach by the Undertaker, uh, the Uber Monk. 
Mm. Yeah. What's his name? Genkaku? Gen- Genkaku. Yeah. Genkaku. He gets shot, but then uh, Ganta basically. soups up his powers, basically, and he kind of looks like a pickle. God, thing. yeah, on the verge of death, because he spent like an episode and a half of him dying because his, uh, what, his necklace deal, his chain, that, because he hasn't had any candy. Yeah. So no, he's, oh, getting, he's getting all that poison throughout his body. Well, not even that. He was he right before this battle with the Uber monk. He was training with Senji, so yeah. he was oh, using, yeah. he was using that blood. Senji fucked him up. Oh yeah. Plus he was already blood deficient to begin with. Exactly. So he's blood deficient. He's running short on his three day candy, and now he gets this sudden surge of instant power. Which I've done a little bit of research. I can. I don't know if you yeah, want to dive into this. Um. The uh, that red crystal deal that's in Ganta's chest yeah. was given to him by the red man that we now know as uh, Shiro. Yep. And from what I think I understand is that that's giving him power, even though that that specific red crystal was implanted in Shiro by Ganta's mother to suppress her powers. Uh, not quite. So the they call it the the nameless worm is what they call it. And basically, that is what gives all the dead men their power. So they all have some sort of form of this crystal in their blood. And that's what gives them the power. Okay, so every fighter that has blood abilities has a piece of this crystal within them? To an extent, yes. Do they explain any of this? Do do we know that? Okay, well, with this being said, with the OVA and uh, Senji and his cop episode he's got his branch of sin in that and from what we can tell that this is before dead man wonderland has begun yeah so he's got these blood powers before dead man wonderland begins do we know how people get their abilities Mm-mm. no she basically all they go into is that shiro tries to kill herself because ganta's mom explains that if she basically uses too much power she's gonna die uh-huh. And so she just goes full, full power, and that's what creates the earthquake. And she attempts to kill herself at that point. And they really don't go into it. I'm assuming because of the amount of power she used, she basically trans like lost some of her power. I'm not 100 percent sure. They 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 just don't go into into that at all. I mean, that sounds like they could uh, even do a whole nother series about that kind of stuff. No. So Matt, what? What do you think about the manga and the anime? How would you rate them? Uh, the manga, uh, Lance and I were talking about it earlier. The, the manga was fine. Like I, I didn't find it bad. There was no real qualms about it. They, the nice parts were as you were talking about earlier, Ricky, how they go into the backstories. The backstories were great, but I mean, it, it flowed through fairly quickly. It just was kind of meh. The the fight scenes weren't bad, but it just wasn't my favorite. But I definitely didn't have a problem reading it. Like I said, or like you guys were saying, I read it in two days, so it's not like it was terrible or anything. It was just, it was fine. And then I completely get how a lot of people are complaining that the anime was starting to veer too far off from what the manga was saying. There was some some details that were left out that definitely played a big part, like the Machina. She she plays a huge part in the in the manga, and she's just kind of you find out she's the woman with the size G boobs, and that's like all you know about her. <laughs> yeah, and she cut she yeah. cut uh, Yo in the beginning. Yeah. That's pretty much her so, staple. Yeah, yeah. Like I think you were saying before, Lance off off air, that if you cut her out, there's really no chance to the story. 
All yeah. she's really trying to do is figure out what's going on in her prison, mm-hmm. which she has every right to if she's a fucking warden. Right. So yeah, her her technical position is super important. But as far as the anime is concerned, if you take Makina and just erase her from the anime, the story doesn't change at all. Exactly. So yeah, she's a useless character in the anime. Yeah, and in the manga, she's super important. She helps basically let the world know what's going on in Dead Man Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And she actually turns into a criminal by killing people the the pseudo dead men while in the manga because she's so interested in trying to figure out what's going on with her prison right so I, I actually i just kind of just want to jump in here real quick um we mentioned before and especially in the last episode of episode one we did demon slayer we mentioned before that we do have video playing in the background just for you know some quick references um i believe i am on the crow claw episode i'm not sure which episode that is but that uh that doctor popped up again you know when they do the the loser show yep when oh yeah yeah i'm surprised we didn't even talk about that at all yeah whatever happened i wanted that bitch to die so fucking bad she does in the manga <laughs> yeah she does okay because <laughs> in the anime like i said i finished it i finished the rest of it today um, I think we just lose track of her. I don't even know the last episode we see her, but they don't. You don't ever see her again, and you don't get that, you know, sweet vengeance of her dying for taking people's, you know, eyeball, Senji's eyeball, or people's hands, or whatever they land on. The the punishment game that yeah. all the dead men love watching. Yeah. Well, you know, we only saw like what that happened twice. Between Senji and uh, Minatsuki. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we saw the worst of what we thought was the worst was Senji's eye coming off. And then what? Minatsuki got her hair cut. Yes. Was, was that, that was her deal. Which was a part of... Nagi's... Uh, rebellion. Rebellion, yeah, deal. To, well, so in the manga, it was actually to show faith to Ganta that they are trying to... Actually, they bring that up. up. They bring that up in the anime. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, with that being said, if Nagi has pull in that kind of deal, then... No, actually, I'm, I'm going to cut you off right there. He didn't really have that much pull. His He had that one kid that, that, that betrayed him. Oh, uh, Rokuro. Yeah, he had him kind of hack into the system, whatever, but obviously he's a traitor. So he, yeah. ju- he just did it to show Ganta, yep. obviously. Yeah, that's right, because he was working with the uh, the under... The Undertakers. The Undertakers. Okay, so I guess he didn't have as much pull as us viewers in the beginning thought we had. Thought he had. And if I can just jump in here again, I actually forgot to mention, we all forgot to mention, uh, one thing that I thought was really weird, uh, speaking about that doctor, you see that Senji, when he first encounters uh, Shiro, he kind of freaks out about her clothing. Like, he's really, he's really oh. old school. Yeah. And, yeah. and kind of Jap- goes away. Japanese. Japanese-wise, like, yeah, like, Please cover yourself, and yeah, like, he wants nothing to do with uh, any kind of sexuality. You see that you see that Senji and Shiro when they first meet, and then you see that little scene with Senji's with the doctor. You kind of mm-hmm. see that right. scene too, and after that, you don't really see it at all. I thought it was gonna be like a topic, or to- like part of his personality, obviously. So that's you... gonna get brought up every once in a while, but you see it twice, and it's kind of done. Yeah, I think that's just a reflection of Japanese culture. You, you do see it again in the manga with Manasuki, and because there's a there's a scene that she's more revealing, and he does the same thing. But after that, that's the end of it. Hmm. But in the OVA, you don't see it at all. I, like 
like I said, if, yeah, there's nothing sexual in the OVA. Exactly, but if it was part of his like trait or personality, I would have expected to see it a little bit in mm. his little episode, <clears throat> thirty-five minute episode. Right, wasn't much going on there. And then Lance, you were talking about how there's uh, some clarification for the branch of Sid. Oh yeah. Um. So I, I tried to dive in, try to get a real clear view on the idea of Branch of Sin. And what I have come to understand is Branch of Sin is the idea of there is one specific source, which is the Sin, which is Shiro. And everybody gets their powers from Shiro, hence the branching. So everybody has their Branch of Sin. And, you know, not to kick a dead horse, but that's where everything comes from. That's a, yeah, never never heard of that or thought of it that way but that's a good point how kind of shows that everything comes from shiro all right well overall lance uh i know i already asked matt but what do you what do you think about the anime what would you rate it from a scale of zero to ten? Zero to ten um the anime itself was very intriguing i'd say i'd give it about an eight I, I would definitely recommend this to anybody who loves any kind of action who likes their superpower kind of stuff what about you matt yeah i would definitely say it was a it was a seven it, it was good it was nice and gory had some some mm. funny comedic parts to it and i definitely recommend it to anybody that wants something like that but i also give it a preface where it's like hey don't expect anything else because that's it what about you ricky um, I agree with you on the seven. It was good. I it definitely kept me wanting more. I now that I know about the manga, I really don't like that it you know straight away that much. But I say it's a seven because it it gets you invested in the characters and the storyline's pretty decent. Like actually pretty good. It's kind of relatable if something were like that to happen to you, you know, and get framed for murdering people. <laughs> But no, I I liked it. I really I really got invested into it, and I was kind of sad that there wasn't any anything else coming. Um, I'm actually kind of intrigued to reading the mangas myself on this one for some reason. It just kind of hit me a little bit harder. But I'd rate this a seven, and I'm looking forward to reading the mangas and seeing how it really ends for myself. I mean, I agree. This just with you talking about how much more the manga has to offer, it just blows my mind that they don't have anything else to offer anime wise. So, Lance, what is our lesson for the week? Our Lance's lesson for the week is going to be the Japanese word for blood, which seems fitting because everybody's attack had something to do with some kind of blood attack. And Japanese word for blood is Ketsuiki. So that was our episode two for Dead Man Wonderland. And to end our episode, I would like to go off into a little bit of a tangent in reflection to our episode zero, which I hope you as our listeners have heard, about how I claimed to be such a Dragon Ball Z fan, yet never having to watch Dragon Ball Z. Just for a little bit of defense, mine was that I played all of the Dragon Ball Z games, so of course I knew all the storyline. Anyway... Last night, I started the Dragon Ball Z anime. Oh, man. And oh, man is correct. Holy crap. I watched two and a half episodes, and we saw Goku become just a little bit of an older person, um, which is really funny because, just to be clear, I've seen all of GT, which I know is not canon, and I've seen all of Super, but to go 
I know there's a big age difference between Super and very OG Dragon Ball Z. And it's really funny to see how young Goku is back then. Okay, so I was talking about how one of my anime confessions was never watching Dragon Ball Z. So I started it. And episode one is a fucking disaster oh my god i was i was watching with my fiance last night and i was so embarrassed watching it with her gohan is sitting there crying the entire episode which just pounds in the fact that goku is a horrible father episode one goku leaves gohan in the middle of a forest he doesn't even know where gohan gets attacked by a saber through tiger who takes his uh, hat with a four-star Dragon Ball on it. And later, Goku's like, oh, I need to go go to Kami's house. I'm going to go bring my son. So he, suddenly he decides to go grab his son. And he can't find him. And he's going through these rapids. And, oh my god, it's just... oh, <laughs> The animation in the late 80s and late 90s is so crazy how far it's become in today's world of anime. So I remember you bringing up that you haven't watched Dragon Ball Z. Or your, your confession was that you haven't watched the whole thing. Correct. I thought you at least watched a couple. Oh, definitely. I've seen plenty of episodes between, like, the Cell Saga. Oh, so you just haven't seen the beginning then. You yeah. Okay. In the very okay. beginning. Yeah. No, yep. And that's what we were talking about. You know, Piccolo's the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate stepdad. Yeah. The ultimate stepdad, yeah. I mean, we know, at least I know he becomes the ultimate stepdad because... When, when Gohan becomes Teen Gohan, that's when shit starts to get real. But, you know, the beginning of Dragon Ball Z, all he's doing is crying. And everyone's still shitting their pants when Piccolo shows his face. And, like, what, episode two or three is when they decide to uh, call a truce and have Goku and Rad or Goku and Piccolo join forces so they can fight Raditz because Raditz is too strong for them. It's just funny to see all this come together with... Uh, 1990s animation and this is crazy still the goat though dragon ball z anything dragon ball it's never gonna die no it never will it's just the transformations the power-ups the the attacks that's that's what gets the viewers (laughs) man that's what got me as a viewer it it took a long time for me to get into it because obviously it took dragon ball z a long time to get there but mainly the video games that's but this is why we're doing this you know you know I haven't seen all the animes. Obviously, Dead Man Wonderland was 10 years old. I just watched it this week. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm, I'm happy you started watching it. It's, I'm a little sad that you watched it with your fiance and it's embarrassing. But Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. It's not like I was watching it with my fiance. We were laying in bed. She was... She was sleeping. I was watching it while she was sleeping. I'm like, I'm pretty sure she was trying very hard to go to sleep. <laughs> I mean, in your fiance's defense, my wife gave up at the Frieza saga. Oh, that's a long time. And it, it she made it a while. Yeah, but she was nope done. Not not going any further. Oh, and and to put it into perspective, that's where things start to truly kick off. Well, in her defense, when it takes eight episodes for <laughs> five minutes to elapse. It's that's ridiculous. true. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I need to look into how to speed up this series to at least two times the speed because I'm. I'm not going to be missing out on anything if I can be watching Dragon Ball Z Kai. That's Ooh. that's going to be your best bet. That's what I would hope. But uh, I watch on Funimation, and Funimation doesn't have the specific Kai version. 
That's that's true. I'm, I think you have to buy the cut version or watch it on Cartoon Network. I think those are your only two options. I know Cartoon Network did have it. I was going through Funimation. Funimation did have literally everything. They had Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, GT, Super. Crap, am, I, am I missing anything? No, I think it's not guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even though uh, GT isn't considered canon, you know, it's still on there. I love GT. I think the design for Super Saiyan 4 is amazing. I don't think they should call it Super. Oh, I mean... We can have a whole freaking Dragon Ball episode. We can save that for for then. <laughs> yeah. And we definitely will. We'll definitely have a couple Dragon Ball episodes. That's going to be a lot of fun. Make you guys watch Dragon Ball. Oh, God. Oh, actually, speaking of Dragon Ball, my Danny, my middle son's watching it. And I think he's watching his subs. So yeah? I'm a little proud of that. Yeah. He's watching his subs. I walked into his room a couple days ago. And yeah, he's watching his sub. I'm not a big fan of sub, but I actually brought up SD Gundam Heroes that just came out to uh, not today but this year 2021 and that's on sub so I'm, I'm giving it a shot I kind of want to catch up on some stuff but yeah little proud <laughs> little proud dad moment sure why not thanks Lance for going on your little tangent and finally starting Dragon Ball Z long overdue but we're getting there <laughs> and that was episode 2 talking about Dead Man Wonderland Next time we are going to be talking about that time I got reincarnated into slime. Please rate, review, share, and comment so you can help build our community.